are going to energize the country. Stop Brexit. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Another future is possible, but we've got to fight for it. Order. Hello and welcome to the debated podcast. As always, I'm your host, Will. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by uh, an actor and uh, TikTok uh, star and social media star, uh, Maggie Foster. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you very much for having me. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Um, So the first question that I like to ask is, I know that, um, you know, you've said that in, in previous interviews, that when you started uh, doing this, doing the political uh, TikToks, that um, this was something that uh, you had done before, but you know it, it wasn't something that you shared more widely. Uh, what sort of expectations did you have when you put out your first TikToks uh, on the political theme? Oh, on the political theme. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, going down that first political route, I actually um, was asking family and friends for suggestions of clips mm. to do. So they were sending me YouTube videos, and there was this one of a protester from the elections last year, and she was saying that she wanted to be a doctor, but that she wanted to kill Boris, and she cared for people. So the whole thing was just hilarious, because, like, yeah. what she was saying didn't really yeah. fit what she was... And also, she was mm. in a very, very posh accent. Yeah, um, yeah. But what she was saying was very left wing. And I think people are under the assumption that, you know, the posh you are, the more right wing. So the juxtaposition was just fantastic. Um, so I thought, oh, just hammer up, uh, put her in a, f- um, a, f- a faux tweed outfit um, with a gold rimmed goblet. Um, and I I was putting them on Instagram, mainly for my like friends on Instagram. I, didn't, mm. I wasn't really bothering about Twitter for a, for a while. I kept going on and off. And I was posing them to Twitter anyway, just because. Yeah. And it got picked up on there. And then that just started going round and round. Um, and then I think I did, um, and then I did a few other uh, other ones. And then I did the Stay Alert, um, Boris and Theresa. Now that, because that was so relevant, mm. it was the day after, I think he'd, um, he had done his speech at 7pm on the Sunday and I filmed at 6am on the Monday. Mm. So because it was so fresh, I think that's really what got people's attention. And yeah, I mean, that's when, I think I started really going viral, which is a very yeah. weird sentence to say, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you described sort of the uh, costume you used for that first one. I wonder um, when you're thinking about how to differentiate uh, characters and, and, and the way that you're making them appear visually, do you have anything particular going in mind when you're listening to the audio clips or is there something that from listening to them then influences how you make them appear in the videos? Yeah, I mean, visually anyway, a bold colour um, always gets grabs people's attention, mm. hence why the majority are quite striking colours. Um, I'm not create. I'm not trying to be that person. So, mm. um, you know, um, for the Natalie Bennett one, I was wearing a green dress because she's mm. the Green Party. Diane Abbott, she was wearing red because it was Labour. So that sort of is influencing me, not that I'm saying I'm being becoming that character mm. um, of them as a person, but, um, you know, that sort, that's the sort of thing I go for. And then obviously Pretty Patel, for example, I just had this lime green uh, tracksuit, which I thought would fit a young, uh, you know, um, person who'd like to drink. Not that, you know, but yeah. So it's just bold colours, really, and, and things that look good on the camera. Mm. Um, you say you're not actually becoming the people. Where do you sort of like draw the line between, say, yourself and uh, someone who would do um, impressions, say, someone like 
uh, Jan Ravens or uh, Jane Brown or someone like that. Where do you draw the line? Do you think that you're on the same sort of like spectrum of impressions or how do you differentiate yourself? It's difficult, isn't it? Because, um, you know, I'm not like Meghan Markle, for example. She didn't, if you watch the actual clip, she doesn't make any movement at Mm. all, really. She's very still. And, you know, I... You know, if I was doing an impression of her, that would be in a very boring video. Mm. What I'm doing is heightening things. Um, you know, Pretty Patel obviously wasn't drinking and smoking. It's just adding things. I'm not trying to impersonate them as such. Mm. Um, and also, obviously, I'm not doing the accents either. It's their real words. So yeah. it's, yeah, I don't know really what you'd call it. I'm not really sure. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean... It, that's how I differ from them. And another thing is, is that I'm not making up anything that they're saying. They said mm. all these things. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's what's quite funny about it as well, because, you know, you take their actual words and put them in ridiculous situations. Um, but then I guess the other hand of what other people have been doing is doing, doing them uh, with maybe different words and putting them into their actual situation. So I think I'm mm. kind of doing the opposite, you know? Yeah. I just wonder, talking about impressions, I mean, have you ever tried any sort of vocal impressions yourself? Is that anything that's ever uh, interested you at all? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I went to drama school, so um, I was, I'm quite good at accents, not all accents, but I'm quite good at them. Um, My great grandfather was very good at impressions. And I think that sort of gene has probably followed down. So, I mean, when I was, you know, me and my brother and my sister were all very good at impersonating people. So if I was actually trying to be Meghan Markle, I probably could do it quite well. Mm. Um, or, you know, someone's accent, um, et cetera. And I, and I definitely would love to do that. And I'm obviously now thinking about where I can take this because um, yeah. now I've obviously got this platform and I'm very grateful to have sort of been noticed. And it's every actor's dream, right? To be noticed mm. as a difficult industry. So, you know, I need to take it with both horns and, and, and you know, create some stuff of my own. Um, and potentially that would be me doing uh, accents and impressions. Mm. I think uh, you mentioned, or it might have been, Lorraine Kelly that mentioned this when you were being uh, interviewed by her, uh, the potential of some sort of like uh, Maggie Foster show or something like that. I mean, would that be something that you think would work better on like uh, an online platform like YouTube Red or do you think that that would work better as something for, for TV? What, what would be your, your thoughts if, if you had an, an opportunity like that? Yeah, I think either, really. Um, I think everything's going online now. I think that's the, you know, we're watching Netflix instead of, you know, um, on the TV. It's more accessible. Um, You can, you know, go back and watch it. I'm not adverse to being on the TV. Gosh, Mm. I mean, it would be a dream (laughs) to be like, oh God, like having my own sort of thing. Um, It depends like how long they are, I guess. Because, you know, uh, Catherine Tate's show, I think they're probably about 20 to half an hour episodes. Mm. And it would depend on that. Um, But also, you know, I would like to collaborate with... uh, comedy writers I, mm. I'm not a professional writer mm. um, you know I can bring people's work to life absolutely yeah. and, and give my creative input but I think it would be definitely something I would need to collaborate with a, with a comedian um, or someone in that sort of uh, who's better suited to that because I'm not sure how many people would find my stuff on its own quite funny yeah, <laughs> I mean I yeah. think I'm great but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think uh, you mentioned um, also in that interview with Lorraine, that uh, one of the people that um, has influenced you and that um, you were uh, grateful for interacting with on, on Twitter was Dom Jolly. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any other comedians that you have found particularly influential in the way that you make your content or 
is the way that you make your content something that you don't think applies to, to previous comedians? Yeah, I mean, Catherine Tate, for example, obviously that's not like taking it, but she's making new characters, right? So mm. they sort of like short skits, um, definitely inspired like what I'm doing. Tom Jolly, obviously he's just hilarious, impractical jokes, all that stuff. I'm quite like, as a person, quite um, like mischievous and yeah. like, you know, um, and, and doing all that sort of thing. Um, you know, Ab Fab, I think, you know, Patsy and how over the top she is um, definitely um, influences how I'm doing my facial expressions. I think it is a, it's not supposed to be realistic. It's supposed mm. to be over the top and, um, you know, like drag race and mm. stuff like that. You know, it's supposed to be um, bold and, and, and everything like that. So those sort of things definitely have inspired me. I'm um, actually also what who who's inspired is other other people on TikTok. Mm. Um, when I've been watching other people, uh, maybe certain ways they enter the scene, um, mm. I've nicked. Um, so yeah, I mean, loads of different things inspire me. I haven't really seen um, any apart, you know, any lip syncs in the way I'm doing it in terms mm. of like creating my own stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, influences from all over the shop, really. But I guess really just the over the topics, but it's not naturalistic. That's, mm. you know, it's not supposed to be naturalistic. Um, I do love natural, you know, a naturalistic theatre. Like I just watch normal people. I don't know if you know it on BBC. Mm. And that's in, it's very, in, very, very good acting. I'm, fantastic series um and that, that's not what this is it's t- this is totally heightened um and over the top so but i think it works for short clips that aren't realistic you know mm, so yeah yeah um i wonder how do you choose um the particular pieces of media that you will then um create content with because of course as you said um some of the work like the um boris johnson and uh, Theresa May one that was you know sort of the 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 morning after but for example the Diana Abbott one was um I think a couple of years ago and I think the Natalie Bennett one was a a, a bit ago as well what makes you pick on particular uh clips to to use yeah so I mean in 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 themselves in themselves I think you know they're quite famous they're quite iconic moments that people Mm. remember and you know the stay alert one, for example, it wasn't a funny piece of uh, material. I mm. just interpreted and made it funny. But I think, you know, with Diane Abbott not knowing her numbers and Natty Bennett not knowing her numbers, that in itself is quite funny. And it mm. was in the news. So it's, they're quite easy to find. Um, but with like uh, the Caroline Flint, Emily Thornbury making that funny, I mean, they, those weren't, in, that, that conversation never happened. Mm. They were two yeah. separate interviews that I mashed together. Um, luckily, I've got my brother who works, um, actually, he's a, he's a journalist. So mm. we bat ideas back and forth um, of each other. So, you know, I'll give him some credit uh, for that, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, most of the stuff that I've done, I think, are kind of, people know those clips. And I think that's why people reshare them because they remember them. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of that, but then obviously like, I think, you know, the Pretty Patel one and stuff like that, you know, that was iconic as well, but that mm-hmm. was much more recent. So I think that's probably why that particular one got picked up a bit more. Um, just because they're more, they're, they're newer clips. Mm. So, so yeah. Are there any particular, uh, politicians that you haven't done yet that you would particularly like to, I mean, obviously you've not done uh, anything on say Trump or, or, or Corbyn yet. Would, would you be interested in doing something with them or 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If I find a clip with Trump, no. Um, and simple reason is because Sarah Cooper has, you know, she's incredibly good at mm. that. And yeah. I think we have to have some artistic sort of respect for one of yeah. our, one another. And she's very, very good at it. And I think, you know, for me just to go in there and then start doing Trump would be unfair. Mm. And I think she, I think I've never spoken to her um, on the phone or anything, but I think, you know, it's a, it's a respect in the industry that, you know, you don't really touch someone else's stuff. And I'm happily, happy not to, I did have a lot of requests at the beginning and I was thinking of doing it, but then obviously I saw Sarah was doing it. Mm -hmm. I was like, absolutely not. Um, so Trump, I, I wouldn't do, um, Corbyn. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then I also do want to go down the showbiz route. I, mm -hmm. you know, politicians are obviously it's one tool in my toolkit um i think there's a lot of stuff out there that's funny um that you know presenters and that, I, i've done a few presenters already yeah. um maybe they're sort of news related but there's a lot of content and i don't want you know i i want to open my audience as well to you know my age that maybe mm. aren't more into politics and just you know see what works and you know they might fail but if you don't try you never know so yeah. um, go in in terms of sort of like the extent that you can carry a piece of um, material, I mean, how long do you think that uh, you could reasonably do a, a, a video? Because I know obviously that, say, for example, on, on TikTok and uh, on uh, Twitter, there are certain limits in the uh, time that you can um, do a clip. But I mean, like for... For YouTube, for example, would you do anything, say, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes? What, what, what yeah. do you think is the, is the limit? Or I would. Limit? I mean, in, in, are you talking in lip-syncing terms? Or? Yeah, in terms of lip-syncing terms. Okay. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It does, I mean, one minute takes me from two to five hours to do. Mm. So it would be a case of doing that. But I think the reason why they're getting so much, they're so popular, is because they're so easy to watch in a minute. Yeah. And, and they are easily shared. Um, mm. So... I, I wouldn't want to over egg it. And I think I'm kind of, I kind of take um, a, a Brechtian view of um, this. Uh, he's a, yeah. a, the, a theatrical practitioner and he's very minimalistic. So, mm. you know, I only use props that are supposed to be there. So I wouldn't want to do a five minute piece for the sake of it. It would mm. have to be a reason that that, that was uh, needed. And I think the majority of stuff out there, I mean, longer clips, like even the Natalie Bennett one that I just did, that's not all in sequence. We chopped it up, all the good bits and putting it yeah, into yeah. a short bit. And I think it works. It works. Mm. That, But then obviously if, you know, I had an idea and it was a bit longer than for sure, but I, just, I don't think it needs to be. Mm. Um, I, yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, doing, because I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about uh, you doing impressions that aren't uh, lip syncing. In, in, in terms of that kind of thing, would you still be wanting to do it as just you on your own or do you think I mean in terms of performing would you want other people to be involved say if you were doing uh impression-based sketches what what would be your thinking in in that regard yeah I mean I've had I'm not going to say too much but I've had <laughs> definitely had like um I've been brainstorming ideas I have a lot of ideas um involving other people um I definitely think that it would be. I think it might get a bit boring, just me. Mm. <laughs> I just got bored of my face. Um, so definitely having guests and stuff like that. I think it's it's so open, right? There's, you know, it could mm. just be me the whole one episode and then, you know, next episode I bring someone in or an actress in or whatever. Like there's there's so many, but I would never be adverse to it. I think it's a great idea. Mm. Uh, it keeps it fresh and, you know, evolving, evolving yeah. the lip syncs, which is great, yeah. Um. In terms of sort of like the the popularity that um, 
you've gained from this. Have you ever encountered any sort of downsides or felt any downside to it at all? Or has it just been entirely positive? Yeah, honestly, like it's been completely positive. I, I have been overwhelmed. I, I always struggled with, um, you know, thinking about going into the industry because I thought mm. it was you know, quite judgmental, um, not only um, in like material being made in acting, but like also uh, materialistic, like how you look and are you fat or thin or anything yeah. like that. And I think I've been overwhelmed with how little comments I've got about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really refreshing because I was, you know, it's scary, like being, and mm. I've never, this is the first time it's happened. So I've just been really pleasantly surprised how little comments about my looks there's been and mm. the way how, you know, what I look like. And I think it's just really, really refreshing. And I've got to give the human uh, race a bit more credit, I think. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's been really positive. I've, I've not, um, I've not really had any bad, bad comments, which has been great. And I think everyone could see that everything I'm doing is a joke. So even if it's about, you know, um, a politician, um, I think, you know, because of the MPs that have been in touch with me, they can also Mm. see that this is a joke. There's no malice behind any of this. Mm. Um, It's all in good faith. And it's actually lovely to see that the politicians also can see that. Um, You know, we're not in a very happy world right now. And I think it's Mm. just, um, you know, everyone needs to laugh a bit, um, smile, put a smile back on people's face, which I hope that I've been able to achieve mm. uh we're coming towards the end of the podcast it's been uh, great speaking to you maggie and i've got uh, one final question uh, for you if you could work with any performer at all in doing a, a sketch or a lip sync or whatever who would it be anyone at all living or dead living or dead mm. oh okay if I could do a lip sync, who would it be with? I am going to say, I am going to say Julie Andrews. And the reason being is because she was the founder of my drama school and she's just an iconic, iconic lady that's played amazing parts. And I very much admire her as my favourite actress. Oh, well, I think that's a, a, a terrific answer. And I, I think it would be a, a, an interesting combination if it uh, were ever to happen. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it thank you for listening to the podcast don't forget that you can subscribe on itunes spotify podbean or youtube you can follow us at debated podcast on twitter like us debated podcast on facebook and if you want to email us either about appearing or making a comment or reaction to the episode you've heard or any other episodes, then email us thedebatedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you listen to the next one.